Hello and welcome to the Atomic Geekdom Podcast Geek Out Edition. My name is Dave and joining me tonight is Tom. Holla! Tom and the tribe. He's representing the tribe tonight, of course, as always. Indeed. And and maybe the Indians. All, all the above. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I thought you meant like Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, I'm into that too. I'm down. Oh, yeah. Wiz, Wiz Khalifa? No, that's not Tribe Called Quest. God, I, geez, I was adding what, another one. I wasn't asking. No, I, I you know do that. not put Wiz Khalifa in Tribe Called Quest. Oh. You get punched for that. The Roots? Roots would be okay. What's the other one I'm thinking of? With a, but um, really, no. No, really. You don't put Wiz Khalifa in any of that. Well, no, I don't. Yeah, anyway. anyway. Uh, also joining us from the Just Two Pals podcast, pal number one, Johnny. Hi. How are you, Johnny? <laughs> oh, I'm good. I'm just listening to you guys. Sports talk it up. Ramble on. You guys are doing some great sports talking. <laughs> uh, Johnny, there was no sports in there. What? We were talking rap. What? <laughs> I heard I heard Wiz I heard Wiz mentioned once. Wiz Wiz Khalifa and Tribe Called Quest. And Roots. And the Roots. All music. It's all jargon to me. I don't understand anything <laughs> you guys are we're saying. Speaking, we're speaking a different language. Anyway. Uh yeah, so this is a geek out. So uh yeah, let's have some, some fun talking news and such. Well, we'll see. It depends on the news, doesn't it? Yeah, I, mm. I picked out a lot of, a lot of depressing well, it stuff. On the, it depends on the news and the such. Don't forget about the <laughs> right. such. Yeah, that's true. Don't forget about that such. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I was trying to think of the such. That was comedy gold right there. Oh. <laughs> All right. We tripped him up. We tripped him up. We did. <clears throat> Plus, Facebook is distracting me. Of all the times, of all the times, well, put that Facebook away, Dave. We're recording a we're, we're recording an episode for your show. Yeah, save your political rant for later. Oh no, not no. Why'd you bring up politics? Yeah, for reals though. Let's talk well, politics. I mean, and look, I don't want to make this a political discussion, and I don't want to get all political and start an argument or anything. But who are you guys voting for, and what are your reasons? Um, Jack Bauer, because the rest suck. Hmm. I am taking a page out of Brewster's Millions and none of the above. All right, perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks for not making it political. Sure, sure. Uh, I'll vote for whichever one gives me free money. Uh, Oh, man, that's that's a bummer. Sanders isn't in the running anymore, then. (laughs) It is a real bummer. Yeah, Uh, terrible. All right, let's talk about things that are fun. Like, uh, well, sorry, (laughs) sorry, Tom, this is going to leave you out. We're going to talk about Supergirl. This week, this week's episode. You know, uh, actually, I was looking at it. Uh, the season one is on Netflix, so I'm going to go back and start binge watching to get all caught up. I should hope so. Nice. Yeah, uh, season one is a little rough at, at times, but it gets good. It gets good. All right, so Supergirl this the Supergirl this week introduced us to the president, Linda Carter. She has some. There's a lot of uh, little Easter eggs to Wonder Woman. Like, uh, at one point, Supergirl spins around in circles. Um, yeah, yeah, she sure did. <laughs> and Supergirl mentioned something about uh, Air Force One. And she says, you should see my other jet. 
And so, yeah, just just uh-huh. a lot of a lot of fun with the guest appearance there. Uh, we also got introduced to Maggie Sawyer, right? Is it Sawyer? Uh, it was Sawyer. Yep, Maggie yeah, Maggie Sawyer. Maggie Sawyer, uh, detective that deals mostly with the aliens and such. Oh man, now I'm gonna get stuck in an in such type thing. Isn't she was uh, in the comics? Wasn't she on the GCPD? Um, yes. Yeah. She okay. yes. She also had a relationship with Batwoman. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now I'm I'm fully aware now. Yeah. And they've they've kept her. I think she's she's pretty much uh, outed herself. She's a lesbian in the episode. She's talking about one of the bar- bartenders at this alien friendly uh, bar being being alien or being uh being her ex girlfriend. That's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, that that stays the same. We also get a little more further into Snapper Car being Snapper Car, which is fun. Uh, yeah, this is a different Snapper Car, but he's fine. I don't mind him. I found myself. Uh, I, I think me and Johnny talked about this a little bit when we were recording a different episode. I found myself agreeing with everything that John had to say about this this Freedom of Aliens Act that the president's enacting. Mm. Mm-hmm. And and also with Snapper Carr's fears that humans would have about these aliens, uh, it made a lot of sense. And I know they were trying to portray at least Snapper Carr as the bad guy or the Republican in this situation. Oh, oh, oh. I'll, I'll just put that right out there. Um, you know, but at the same time, there's those are reasonable and logical fears. Mm-hmm. To have when you're going to say, "Hey, you can come to Earth and be, you know, be welcomed in on American soil as an alien." But anyway, uh, they get to uh, what's his name woke up at the end of the last episode. The guy from uh, uh, Monel woke up mm-hmm. and immediately attacked Kara or Kara and uh, escaped. And then there was an, uh, an attempt on the president's life with with fire fire beams. So they immediately thought it was a Kryptonian, and so they thought it was this dude that just escaped. So they're they're out looking for him, and Alex goes to try to find him, and that's when she meets Maggie, and then she takes her to this bar to show her that all aliens aren't bad, um, except she bumps into the one bad alien <laughs> that she was looking for the whole time. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think. Alex and Maggie are going to get to banging real quick. Yeah, it feels like that kind of relationship was, you know, flirty. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. the 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 way that she looked at uh, the way that she looked at uh, Maggie as she's walking away. Yeah. Like, hmm, yeah. I'm totally. I'm I'm now for the first time in my life reconsidering my sexual preference. Right. Just just now, here and now. This this woman. Uh, yes i i don't like the all alien route they're take excuse me they're taking the show i it seems to be heavily on aliens like they're just everywhere here they are yeah this was this the first episode after the superman episodes this is episode three right yep this is the first one after he left okay i much prefer the other two with superman (laughs) Uh, yeah and i and i don't know if that's just because like he like it was so great to see him, so I forgave a lot of the other stuff. But the writing for this episode was super bad. Yeah, I wasn't too too high on it. Uh, and there was a few times again where I wasn't really with Supergirl. Like a few times when she was talking, maybe as Kara or Supergirl, I can't remember what. It's been, you know, all the way since Monday. But 
Mm-hmm. There's a few times where I'm like, I don't really like this version of Supergirl we're getting all of a sudden. But then, of course, there's parts when she's just straight up adorable. I haven't seen any of it, but the lesbian tease has got me wanting to see it. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello? Hello? hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, my favorite part, nothing, though. Nothing beats some quality girl-on-girl action, buddy. Oh, what was what, what was funny? I don't know if you caught it, but when Lena Luther talked, like her accent is really trying to come out, like her natural accent. Like I'm like she's got like a half English, half or half American, half British accent going on here. Like, yeah, I didn't notice. Yeah, I caught it. I didn't I, notice. I, I I don't think she's great. I don't think whoever's playing Lena Luther is doing a great job. I'm not. I'm 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 super bummed because I really like the first two episodes, and I was. I guess I'm getting that same feeling I got with Supergirl season one, where as I'm watching it, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. It's not hurting me to to watch it. It's got some cool stuff in it. And that's not how I felt the first two episodes. I was like, damn, this show's really, you know, CW is going to do this show right. And now it feels like it's season one all over again. I'm getting, I'm getting a little bored. I think the writing's inconsistent. I think it's, um, I think the dialogue's pretty terrible. Yeah, the first two episodes were really good, and maybe that's just maybe raised the expectations a little bit. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But the, the, it ended strong. I'll say that. I don't know if you, you would agree. I thought the ending was great. Uh, when John kind of takes the advice of the president and decides to go to the bar, and he changes into Martian Manhunter instead of being uh, being Hank Henshaw, I guess. So he kind of outed himself yeah. so that he could kind of be natural. Goes to the bar and the bartender kind of reacts weirdly to him and he's like, "Do I have we met before?" And she's like, "I have to go." And then she leaves and he follows her, but changes back to Hank. And in the alleyway, she turns into a Green Martian and introduces herself as McGann. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, so we're getting Miss Martian. Yeah, they they jumped right into it. I know we knew it was going to happen, but uh, I didn't think it was going to be right away. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. All the, all the stuff with uh, John Jones. I, I totally was on board with it. Really liked every bit that he was in in this episode. Yeah. Um, and I think he looks so good as Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Agreed. And he she... looks great. Like his facial expressions. At one point he did a, he did like a, hmm, that's interesting kind of face. And I was <laughs> like, that's it. He, I can, I heard him go. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked good too. So we only got to see her for a few minutes or for a few seconds, but she looked good. I liked his line to the president that, you know, I, I've seen what this race does, uh, having wearing a black man's face. And I, I yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm saying that as an alien who wears a black man's face. Right, right. Or who wears the face of a black man. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's there's prejudice on both sides for him. Yeah, it was, it was a cool moment. Uh, they're definitely touching on a lot of um, current, not, not, not political, but societal uh, topics be they race or feminism and sexism and things like that. It seems like that's kind of what their niche or niece, if you, if you watch Boy Meets World or Girl Meets World, uh, that they're, they're kind of niches that to touch on these political landscapes or, you know, societal landscapes that we have. Mm-hmm. Niche or niche, how some people say it. No, it's either niche, niche or niche. Mm, okay. Yep. This is my show. Shut up. What about okay. Nigel? Uh, I will accept it. Okay, great. 
All right, let's let's move on from Supergirl Mondays to Flash Tuesdays. Tom, did you watch the Flash this week? Yes, I did. And uh, it, it, I thought it would be particularly exciting because they teased the debut of Jesse Quick in her costume. No, no, mm-hmm. the big tease was Mirror Master finally making his debut. Mm-hmm. And well, I'll start with Resident Fanboy. Uh, Johnny, what did you think of this version of Mirror Master, Scudder? Um, so I knew it was going to be Scudder. Like for people who don't know, there are two different Mirror Masters. There's the mm-hmm. first one, which it, was Sam Scudder, and the second one is Evan McCullough. They referenced him. My favorite part of yeah, the episode <laughs> was when he was name dropped, and the fact that not only did Wells say we have a Mirror Master on our Earth, his name's Evan McCullough, but he doesn't have powers. He uses a mirror gun, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I thought that was they awesome. gave you they gave that you was, everything in one line <laughs> everything I needed everything it, it made me feel so good it's like that thing where I said like in in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. like all they need to do is have Robbie Reyes say like I'm not the only one and I'll be like sweet other Ghost Riders out there Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch they're still out doing their thing this is that was so amazing to me I love that did you um, say, did and Evan you... McCullough is my favorite because he's the one that I grew up with okay um, as far as like his powers, the fact that they made him a meta totally makes sense. Um, you know, we said that before on the episode when we talked about him having meta powers, it just makes sense to give him those powers. And that's that little bit of like, that's that area where it's like, his powers are so close to being meta that it's not a big, it's not a big deal. They just right, make a meta. Right, right. Um, I, did, I, did, I thought it was pretty well done. I thought I laughed for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. So this was three years ago now. And he's just now coming back for revenge, and they right away said, "Oh, this was only it just happened for me." Like he, yeah, he just woke up out of the mirror. Like it just he just came out of the mirror, which means, I guess, does he time travel then, or? Uh, I have a feeling he's just been frozen in that mirror dimension. I guess Uh, until what? Like just that dude showed up and was gonna clean clean it up. what I thought, I mean, was there like a, a blanket or something covering the mirror? I don't think so. Maybe. I don't so know. That, that would make more sense if some guys show up to clean up and they're like, hey, what's this? And they pull a blanket off and it's the mirror and then they set the mirror up. Because maybe that's his first like, like, opening escape. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the mirror was covered up so he couldn't get out. Um, or maybe he just like, you know, that was like his tomb and somebody... You know, push the cover off. Sure, sure. I don't. They, they rub the lamp. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought he was fine. I don't really like the fact that he hates Snart because in the comics he like both Scudder and McCullough like rely on Snart and respect him and all that. But it is what it is. I kind of like. I mean, hopefully that'll change. Yeah, I kind of like them having kind of a, a rivalry-ish type thing. Um, not you know maybe eventually turning friendly. Rivalry? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping it'll it'll be. Really, the only one that Cold has like real like a true antagonistic relationship with is Heatwave. Um, the rest of them all kind of respect him and just do what he says. So, but uh, I'd say overall, super big fan of uh, of Mirror Master. I hope he shaves his beard and wears the Mirror Master outfit with the green in the. <laughs> yeah, he was just pretty much in a suit the whole time. A nice little yeah, like a like with high like... water. Anybody else notice that? Well, yeah, he, did, watched, yeah. he didn't have any yeah. socks yeah. on either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that I don't think the tailor finished his suit. No, I don't no. think so. They they need to uh, extend those legs a little bit. 
He looked like a like he was trying to go for like a fifties mobster type thing. It was it was, <laughs> it was interesting. And then his 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 partner in crime, the top. I'm sorry, top, top. Yeah, uh, just top. Yeah, just top. She looked good when she decided to become top and start wearing this weird skirt. I don't, I guess that was just so she can spin around and have the skirt spin around too. She well, she seemed that it was. Uh, he had like the gangster outfit. She kind of had a throwback outfit herself. I don't know if that was a whole thing that they had going. So. I don't know. I'm sure it was intentional. It was definitely like a Bonnie and Clyde thing. And yeah. her skirt was the yellow and green right. that Top wears. So I thought yeah. that was kind of cool. She's uh, not the top. I mean, it's not it's no. not even close to the top in the in, in the comics. But it's, so a, it's it, a little disappointing, but it, it is what it is. It's, it's a fun take on it. Like why not? Like I mean, it's not yeah. I, don't, I don't see it being again a, a major major like takeaway. And I, I do kind of get up in arms when it's like, why make the change? It doesn't make any sense. Just don't make this episode about Mirror Master and Top. Make this one about Mirror Master and that one about Top or yada, yada, whatever. But this show has done such a great job of like, like you know, there is no Killer Frost. But on Earth 2, there's a Killer Frost. Like, mm-hmm. the fact that they're tying in the multiverse makes it a lot. Because I, I get, well, I, I won't say guarantee. I would hope at some point... If an Earth two or an Earth three is brought up, there's there's a reference made to the fact that on their Earth the top is a male and his name is Roscoe Dillon. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, just like the Evan McCullough thing. That's all I need as a fan. Maybe to go, I mean okay. They named her awesome. Rosalind Dillon, so who knows? Um, I, I tend to doubt they would do that with this kind of character, but you know, you never know. I mean, they've they've uh, changed the gender of Diggle's baby, so who knows what they can do. Right. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, maybe in the original timeline, Top would have been a man, mm-hmm. but because Barry created Flashpoint, it's a girl. Sure. Good job, Barry. Good sure. job, Barry. My yeah, fav- way to go, Barry. My favorite aspect of this whole episode is Leonard Snart was back. I know. Oh, it was great, and it was even better when they when Barry used the hologram of him to <laughs> to trick Mirror Master. It was great. Mm-hmm. I like. He was dressed. They had a classic cold outfit. Yeah, with the parka and the, and the cold gun. Yeah, I loved it. This is pretty cool. Uh, we also got Jesse Quick learning to be a hero and, and failing at one point because it's her fault, essentially. I guess that Barry gets stuck in a mirror. Uh, and we get some weird, awkward Barry Jesse or B- Barry. Uh, um, somebody help me out and Iris. talk, Iris, Iris. Thank you. Iris and and their fa- her father. I, that's the name I was trying to get here. Nobody's helping me. Joe West. Joe, thank you, Joe. Yes, weird triangle thing there of them making out in front of him or in his house and Barry not being able to do it because he's. It's understandable. He's a wuss. Mm-hmm. Just straight up wuss. Man up. This is Iris in front of you wanting to make out. True story, but it's understandable. No, I don't. I disagree. Anyway, it didn't matter. It was like a D story. It was. It was. <laughs> I really, thought it was really funny. It was really not important to the story. And there was moments when, like, there was some there was some dialogue in this episode I thought were really weird. Like, it just didn't make any sense. Like at one point, Barry's by himself, and the way he says, "Like, oh, I guess I'll be the one that looks for the meta since no one else is going to do it." The way he said it was a was a real real weird line read. I don't know. It just it just stuck out to me. Anyway. Huh. Um. The other storyline is that Wells is looking to go home back to Earth 2 and they're they're all talking about how we we need a Wells on this team we we know we missed you 
And he comes up with the idea of, well, there are other Earths out there that you can find in other wells. And while that's awesome and good and true, I hate this idea. I don't like it at all. And, but whatever. Huh. So he, he makes this formula that's kind of like a big puzzle that only only the Wellses of the Earths could, you know, decipher. And I guess if they have true integrity or something, <laughs> like attest that too somehow. If they're if they're good guys, I don't know. They, he did mention you know the trust issue because they did have a bad one at one point. And anyway, uh, they get an answer from a few different varying Wellses, which was great. Uh, the cowboy Wells was my favorite. <laughs> mine was the mime when he said never trust a mime. I love that. This, this is some pretty good stuff. And then and then you get uh, hipster Wells. And, uh, yeah, he's the one they choose, I guess. And I don't like him yet. I don't like him. And I love Tom Cavanaugh. I love every Wells we've had so far. And so far, this one is not not jiving with me yet. Yeah, I think it's because we were comparing him to Harry. And Harry's kind of grown. <clears throat> Maybe. Um, but But then also, Harry has even changed a little bit, just in the couple episodes he's been in this season, he's more jovial and jokey and sure, even you know sarcastic. So we kind of already have now seen in just in just these two episodes the more fun wells. And this guy, I think, was supposed to be the fun wells. So I, I think they maybe should have kept Harry a little more like he was last season, a little more direct and to the point and aggressive and whatever. And then that would have made this new wells maybe stand out more. But even to that, like his relationship with Cisco, even before he became fun, wells was amazing. was probably one of the yeah. best parts of the show. And then you got to see a little bit of that when he was doing the mirror master name and he beat him to it. And, uh, you know, Cisco came back with the top and, you know, or what is Cisco, Cisco named somebody? I can't remember. Or Jesse quick. Maybe. I don't know. He said another name real quick, and he, you know. Oh, he named, um, he named, uh, Harry named Mirror Master and Cisco named Top. Okay, yeah. that's what it was then. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, so at this moment, does Cisco wonder why we can't find his brother on an alternate universe? It wouldn't be his brother. Well, I mean, you found another Harry, can't he find another brother? It wouldn't be his brother. It's still not Harry either. Right, but they're looking. They're not looking for. Uh, I mean, I don't, they're not don't looking for the, his family. I don't see the point in needing another Harry anyway. So I don't. I don't get this whole part of the story anyway. There, there well, has, I, there is yeah, a need. Harry, Harry kind of completes their team. Right, there's a need for that that figure. In in that team, because he's the he's kind of the 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 intellectual leader. Yeah, but they could have done something else with it instead of going to find another Harry. I, I I don't know that I agree with that. I don't like this route. I would have rather something happened to Earth 2 and he had to stay there or something, you know? Like, just keep this Yeah, that could have been um, Oh, yeah. I, I kind of... To me, it seems like a gimmick now. Well, every year we'll just get a new... We'll get Kavanaugh to play a different version of Wells. Like, I don't yeah. I don't like that idea because it's, it's, it's lazy. But we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll like it. End up liking it. and But now we're going to have to deal with do we trust him or do we not trust him? for however long they do this, you know, basic, mm. basic storytelling trope of, can we trust the new guy or not? Mm. I kind of, ho I kind of hope and think it's just going to be the next episode. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, the, the trailer already says right away, do they not have trust on this earth? He says straight up when they're trying to mm. spy on them. Who knows? But uh, yeah, overall it was a good episode. I, I, I enjoyed it and 
Jesse and Wally kind of make out a little bit and start a relationship, but only for her to leave. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, and then uh, was there any alchemy in that episode? I'm trying. Oh, it ended with uh, uh, Caitlin saved Barry because they were trying to freeze the mirror, and they got interrupted, and it wasn't going to work anyway. But then she used her frost powers and finished the job. And but Wells noticed that he, they wouldn't have been able to fix it, so he knows something's wrong. Well, that's my favorite part is when he tells Cisco that the. The system was not working. Right. It went to work. And Cisco's like, well, then what happened? And he's like, well, that's what you got to figure out. Oh, no. The best part is when he leaves, he's like, no matter what you do, never do. And then, then he's gone. Like, he oh, disappears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you can't do that. I like how the new Wells laughs about it. He's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good reaction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was he going to say? Yeah, that was great. That was good stuff. Uh, I'm on board with it. I, I'm I'm interested in seeing this new Wells, and uh, and I'm interested in um, seeing Harry come back later on down the road because I'm sure he will. Yeah. And so then, for now, it's a for now it's a good placeholder. Let's let's see how it goes. And it ended with Caitlin taking a shower and freezing everything, and then her lips turning blue and her hair turning white. Yep. One- one problem I have with it is they're still set on Mirror Master being the one that went into the cell to kill the guy sent by Alchemy, but nowhere in the episode did, did the Mirror Master have any connection with Alchemy. Wait. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that there's no... They never said that. No. They're, that's what the, they, they were leading with, that the guy came through the windows and all that, that that's who they thought it was. Because then they, when they rehashed it, Unless no. I missed it. No, you. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I mean that's what I thought they were going to do, but they never did it. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again because I <laughs> thought they, I thought they referenced it again. No, no, they were trying to guess who could have done it. Right. Like if it was someone with invisibility, if it was another speedster, if it was, you know, someone with telekinesis. Um, but I don't think they. I think that was the only reference to alchemy. Um, was, was that the, was, was that the, tie into how did Claris die? Right, right. It was the security footage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because he, I mean, I don't know if they know, knew that, but he's only just had his powers for that those few days in the present time. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't right. he couldn't have done it and had any link to Doctor Alchemy. Uh, all right, moving on to Arrow, which was not good. Uh, wasn't, I haven't seen it yet. wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. And the the stunt double that they have for Curtis Holt is ter- is not, does not look anything like him. Like, <laughs> I could totally tell. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm like, wait, is this a different person now? What are we doing here? And I can see his- If we're going to talk about something terrible, I'm going to crack open a ice-cold, refreshing Mountain Dew Voltage. Oh, I'm glad you did. Through this. I'm glad you did. Uh, just, That's all I got tonight. Just do pals, guys. Hashtag just do pals. Hashtag just do pals. That's right. Come on, Mountain Dew. Let me sponsor. Let me sponsor. Sponsor me. <laughs> uh, this episode was a lot of more Oliver against his new team. Oliver against uh, Felicity, and Oliver trying to save Diggle by rescuing by you know breaking him out of the prison that he's in. Uh, more more into the church character, which was all right. Uh, he ends up capturing Renee or Watch... Uh, was it Watchdog? Watchdog? Wild Dog. Wild Dog, yeah. Oh, wild. is it Wild Dog? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Wild Dog. 
He captures Watchdog is a game. Sorry. It is. It sure is. Uh, Wild Dog gets captured. I really have a feeling Wild Dog. See, I thought that was going to be the moment, too. Wild Dog's going to die in this in this season. Well, he's going to have to. He's just too over the top. Right. But it's going to be in a way where it brings Oliver around to, I don't know what, but it's going to be in a way to, to, to wake up Oliver to trusting this team or really, really taking hold of this team in a way that he has not yet. I guess hmm. he straight up beat the crap out of him when they, when they got in his way, when he was trying to leave town to go save Diggle and it was Felicity's idea. And <laughs> they're sitting in the arrow cave or the quiver or whatever you want to call it. And they're like, yeah, I guess he was holding back when he was training us because he beat the crap out of us. Like they're all bleeding and stuff. Well, I don't Damn. think it was, a, that wasn't a matter of trust between the team. He was determined to go get Diggle out and he wasn't going <clears> to let them stop. I mean, I understand trust with the team, but he he didn't invite the team on this. Felicity was the one that messed that up. The trust is that they know how they they kind of know what to do to start to protect him, and they they felt like Felicity that this was a mistake. So I don't know. I didn't necessarily agree with Felicity. You know, every time she got all on her no, high horse yeah. about her her high horse about well, you mean you mean he's in jail? You mean he doesn't want to get out, and you're still going to break him out, and he doesn't know you're coming, yeah. like? Get off your high. He's in jail for a crime. He didn't commit Felicity. Like what, what's the matter with you? Yeah. I don't get that. And he's like, well, he feels he needs to be in there for a crime. He did commit, which is killing his brother. His brother was a bad guy. Like that's, he's trying to justify it in his own head. That's his head. But that's Felicity's justification was that he was serving to, you know, he was doing, you know, the episode was called penance for a reason for that, for that reason. I don't know. Uh, they they do break him out and uh, watch watch Wild Dog ends up getting taken by Church, so that's that, that, how that ends. And coolest I'll... coolest visual of the episode was when Wild Dog was fighting Church. Church went did a slide with the knuckles on, and you saw the sparks fly across the floor. I thought that was pretty damn cool. It was cool, but I can't see a guy like Church being able to move like that. <laughs> like it was what? just weird. Because that dude's way too big to be that flexible. He's a badass. Why can't he do that? Slide backwards like that? No. I'm sorry. No. Wasn't backwards. He was going forwards. He was his back was moving they, back. They were like, running to each other. No, and it he didn't. Sli- he dropped down into a slide. To see to see a big guy like that do that was just off putting. It was. Just weird. I dug it. I thought it was really cool. You can dig it. You're old, so that's fine. I could do that. No, you can't. Yeah, I, can. I think Diggle could dig it. <laughs> you dig? Ah, I see what you did there. You dig? Um, Jeff Hill. Jeff Hill. Really, really quickly in one week, Felicity and Ragman uh, reconcile. They're 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 good now because Felicity feels guilty about everything um, about mm-hmm. about uh, Renee getting captured and about Ragman or not about Ragman's family and and the city being destroyed. And he said that you can't feel guilty. You were trying to do the the best that you could. You're trying to save people, and so they're going to hold each other accountable for their guilt. I guess so. Hmm. There you go. And then in, so I, I think this week we got closer to seeing old boy turn into vigilante too. I think it's coming within who within the next couple of weeks. The DA is going to become vigilante. Oh yeah, great. I don't really like him anyway. Like he's he's I get on my nerves. I don't like anything about a show? I do. I don't like him. I love uh, what's her name? Thea. She looked great. Get her to do more stuff. Then I'd be happy. <laughs> Hmm. He picked the one character who did the least out of anything in the episode. That's what I yeah. liked. Yeah. yeah. 
well, anyway. Uh, Quentin and Adrian, they, that's the DA who's going to be vigilante. Woo! Uh, played pretty prominently in the first half of the episode and then kind of disappear. Uh, but Adrian feels guilty because, oh, he gets saved by Wild Dog. And then Wild Dog ends up getting captured. It's not guilty. He said he had no, he didn't feel any need for vigilantes and all of a sudden he's saved by one. That's going to change his mind. Yeah, because he felt guilty because of how he treated. guilty. No. Yeah, it is guilty. Anyway. Uh, the flashbacks were in Russia and it was all about Oliver killing a dude to be fully welcomed into the Bratva and Oliver's new wig and flashback look makes him look like he's like Sam from Supernatural. He's got a real Sam Winchester look going on now in the flashbacks. I want to, I wonder if that's on purpose. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, next week we get <laughs> next week is the human target. Ugh. I don't know. I just don't see the need Who to, knows? to bring in human target and vigilante <laughs> when you've got this already new team of of cool people we're working with. Aside from Wild Dog, I really don't care about Wild Dog the the character. The actor's cool and such. So far, I, I really wish they would get to her being actually called Artemis. They have not called her Artemis yet. He did in this episode. When she was wearing a costume, but I don't think really he ever called her Artemis. When they were when the guy came down with the the package from court industries. He said, Artemis take the shot. Yeah. All right. It's about time. And then he got on, he got on wild dog for saying Artemis was supposed to take the shot. Well, because wild dog's an idiot. Let's just, but we all knew he was going to take that shot the whole time. Yeah. But anyway, human target next week. And then vigilante two weeks after that. And then I don't know when, but after these next three episodes is the crossover event. So nice. it could be three weeks or it could be after Thanksgiving, depending on if they take a little break after these three episodes or not. But three more episodes and then it's the crossover in which every episode is called Invasion. So on every show, there's an episode called Invasion. Huh. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. That's Arrow. We'll I did watch finally a, a Thursday when I got to watch Legends. And I really wanted to get to this one tonight and we should hurry along episode wasn't that great uh some cool action um especially with the the whole samurai thing and a lot of it being sarah being awesome and palmer's suit getting destroyed so no more adam mm-hmm. suit and that was basically to save what's his name the new guy uh nate nate haywood citizen steel who is now actually made of steel whenever he wants mm-hmm. to be uh but the coolest part in this whole episode is the fact that Stein and Jax stumble upon this room inside the ship that they didn't know was there, and they get uh, this little playback thing uh, from a well-known person in the 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 CW Arrowverse, Barry Allen, from about was it fifty years from now? A uh, forty. Forty years. Wait. 40 years. Yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 20, 2056. Yeah, yeah. 20 years, 40 years, yeah, whatever. It's in the future, and he's sounding pretty old, pretty tired. And, uh, yeah, we don't get to actually see what he says to them. But it does shake them, because Stein comes around to Jax's feelings of uh, some things when you can't, you can't unsee things that you, you know, certain things that you see. 
So it should have been kept a secret, but they know something that Barry told Rip to not tell anybody. Mm-hmm. So there's another mystery for the rest of the season. Uh, yep. I don't know. What do I you thought, think, man? I thought this week's episode was weak compared to last week's. Week uh, Last week's I liked with the whole JSA introduction. This week just uh, it kind of fell off for me. Well, I liked it, was, it, but it was, at the same time. It, it wasn't as good. It was a Steel-centered episode. That's probably why. He's the new character. So we want more focus on our on our current characters. And we, we didn't really get it so much. But you did get... He did get some cool scenes with, uh, with, with, uh, good God. My brain does not want to work tonight and I've got the worst headache with Ray, Sarah, Vixen, Mick, Mick, Steel with, with Mick. Thank you. Mick and, uh, Amaya Vixen. They had some, some nice moments together where they're kind of flirting in a way. And she does leave him a ninja star because he wanted to real meet a real ninja. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after watching the episode, uh, I realized yet again that this show is sorely missing Captain Cold. I I, I agree with you. I don't know yet. I'm so bummed without him. Because I really love the Sarah storyline. I mean, her being the leader and stuff. I mean, she's got to get mm-hmm. more more time. But I'm not really caring much about either Firestorm. I just don't care. They don't do anything with him. Yeah, I'm they haven't done anything with him yet. I don't care. I mean, he's he's comic relief, which I thought was supposed it, to be Adams, but Citizen Steel or Nate Haywood, I don't care. It's boggled me from last season to this. The most powerful member of the team is barely used at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm 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 disappointed in the lack of Firestorm. Hopefully, there are going to be more stories with him coming up. Um, well, next week this, is Civil War. This, again, was another episode where, just like with the Supergirl episode, where I felt like the writing was just bad. Just bad writing. Bad dialogue, bad writing. I, I was I was really disappointed with this episode. There were some cool things in it. I like that he's... I like that they're bringing in Citizen Steel. I'm bummed mm-hmm. that they're calling him just Steel, though. I hope that changes. <laughs> so here's one of the things I thought of. Like, if Captain Cold was on the show right let's say he didn't die he's still on the show and the guy's like yeah steel that's a cool name you know that was my grandfather's name but what would i be colonel corporal citizen and someone would say citizen steel that sounds dumb and captain cold would be like i like it yeah and then he'd be citizen cold (laughs) or citizen steel sorry then he could be citizen steel and it's perfect, but I don't know why they're calling him Steel. And then I like, him I like actually personally, I like the Steel reference because it it goes back. You're tipping your hat to the the JLA Detroit because you got Vixen, Steel, and now you have Cisco represented, and all the uh, amongst the the uh, Arrowverse as you want to call it. Yeah, but it's not Steel Steel. I mean, this is Citizen Steel is a totally different and separate character than you're the character. About, you're talking about Shaq, right? No. Shaq. I'm talking about big steel. No, Shaq. no, no. Yeah, he's got a big hammer. No, Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. No. Shaquille O'Neal no. in right? one of no. the best comic book movies ever made. You keep saying it. I'm gonna keep saying no. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. We got to move on. We've spent almost 40 minutes talking about CW. We got we got to move forward. Okay. Um. All right. So Marvel TV news. We got some casting for the Punisher series. Uh, nothing major. Um, a lot of names I don't know, but I'll run through them real quick. Daniel Weber as Lewis Walcott, who is described as a young veteran who has had a difficult time reassimilating into civilian society. 
Jason R. Moore as Curtis Hoyle, which is an actual comic book character. He's a friend of Castle and one of the few people who knows that Castle is still alive. Uh, Paul Scholes as Rollins, uh, another, the last of the comic book characters. The rest of these are kind of made up for the series. He's a high-ranking CIA member whose operations in Afghanistan intersect with Castle. Jamie Ray Newman as Sarah Lieberman, Micro's wife. We talked about Micro uh, a couple weeks ago. Micro's wife, whose mm-hmm. ma- marriage has made her life far more complicated, uh, clearly. Uh, and then Michael Nathanson as Sam Stein, homeland agent who is challenged by his partnership with Dinah, who is another character we talked about last time. So, just a couple more characters, a little, little tidbit into what we could expect from Punisher. Still have no idea what direction they're going to go in, which is fine. It's still very early in production, so... Mm. We'll see. Mm. All right, random television news. Brian Fuller is no longer going to be the showrunner for the new Star Trek series Discovery. Uh, he's committed to making American Gods over on Stars, and I didn't even know they were making a reboot to Amazing Stories. And so he's he's part of that. Amazing Stories, anybody? Really? Does anybody remember that yeah, one? Okay. Yeah, I like that show. I'm on board. Yeah. Um, so no word yet as to who is taking his place. Now, spoiler alert. Big thing happened on Sunday. The Walking Dead premiered. Season seven. It sure did. Season seven kicked off. Tom, did you watch it? Of course. All right. So, spoiler alert. We're going to talk very briefly about it because we don't have a lot of time to get into it. But uh, first impressions. Give it a give it a letter grade, Tom. A plus. Johnny. B. B minus. Yeah, he stole mine. B minus. Uh, I think Johnny and I had the same problems. The first 20 minutes were irritating. Tedious. Yeah. But, but to appease those like, like Tom and whoever. I call it, you say that I call it necessary. Nah, it's the, we're not going to get into it. The teasing of who died is not, was not necessary. It did not need two commercial breaks to tell us who died. If they had just done it right away, it would have been just as fine. But I get it. That's fine. Anyway, after the first 20 minutes, great storytelling. Uh, especially the yeah. fi- the final 10 minutes were really good. As soon as everybody left and the group was there to kind of um, settle into what just happened, brilliant acting. By, yeah, that was really hard to see. Yeah, it was tough. Especially, again, spoiler alert, especially Maggie's reaction to all of it and... Uh, her kind of trying to deal with it and then taking the bodies. That's, that's weird and gross, but understandable, but it's weird. <laughs> yeah. They want to bury him. Yeah. No, I get I, it. I, get I mean, it. I, get it. I get it. I get it, but it's still, it's still weird. <laughs> <laughs> still a weird thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll pick up the body. Sure. Um, um unsurprising. Uh, I'll call this episode very unsurprising. Um, and not worth the, the, the cliffhanger, terrible, the terrible cliffhanger. Anger, the long wait, and then an even longer wait once the episode starts. Not worth it at all, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're going to say, Tom. Like, building the drama and the suspense. I totally understand that. But they had that chance by making it a cliffhanger and making us wait till the season premiere. That was their chance to build the suspense. You needed to pay that off by rewarding your fan. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong word. But you got you to gotta set the tone by telling us who it was. Because... For me, I just got more and more irritated by them not telling me who died. Like, I was like, really? Two commercial breaks? Come on. Let's let's figure this out. Like, there was cool stuff that was happening, but it all could have happened after they showed it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my only complaint. And it's not even that big of a complaint. Um, 
because I feel like it could go upward and onward from here, depending <laughs> on what happens. I mean, I can't see them failing with how well James Dean Morgan is doing, or Jeffrey Dean Morgan's doing uh, as this character, and how much fun he's having with it on Twitter alone, <laughs> and how much fun uh, like Jensen Eccles is having with it on Twitter. Like he took a picture of himself on the set of Supernatural holding a Lucille lookalike, and because Jeffrey Dean Morgan played their father on Supernatural. He said, hey, Dad, mm-hmm. uh, I found this in the trunk. I thought you might need this. And Jeffrey D. Morgan <laughs> replied back. It's like, yeah, uh, you weren't meant to find that. Can you get that back to me since I, you know, kind of died for you? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a little, it's fun, to, you know, that he's he's part of all these cool universes. And, you know, for those Grey's Anatomy fans, he's part of Grey's Anatomy. Um, he's a good actor and he's playing this character very well. And um, I don't know, did either of you watch the released footage of Maggie being killed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did see that. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to look at it. Was it as gruesome as they're saying? Uh, um, I thought it was pretty, pretty bold. I mean, she gets she gets wrapped and then she spits at him, <laughs> and then gets wrapped again. Basically, my uh, yeah, it was it was about as graphic as um, uh, what's his face's Glenn uh, Abraham's Abraham. Okay, well, Glenn, they did they did right from the panel. His eye bulging. Oh up. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, best part was his his last words were "I'll find you" or "We'll find each other." One of the two. I can't remember what it was, but uh, and the the people that are talking about it being too violent. Did what? What did you expect on a show called The Walking Dead on cable? Not even well, that. Is this, no, no, no. Is no. this really the most violent you've seen? I get I get what you're saying, Tom, and I agree with you to an extent that when you tune into this show, knowing its history, you have to be prepared for a certain amount of gore, so to speak. Exactly. But it, but but there's a difference between just gratuitous gore and like um, ma- uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Like a maliciousness to it. It's it's like it's like I think the maliciousness was needed in this episode. No. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying, Tom. I totally get it. But like my girlfriend walked out of the room and said, "I can't, I I can't watch this." See, the maliciousness so, was needed to, no. to set forth the Tom, set forth the I, message of what Negan is. Tom, if you want to go back to a gruesome death when everybody loves Chris got tore apart, nobody said a word. That was they did. The most they did actually. Death. That was probably the most gruesome death I've seen on the show. They did. Okay, but it, they did but again, take. Yeah, they did make a, a mess about that. Well, everybody makes a mess about the graphic deaths. Yep. That that just happens. The internet's like, oh my gosh, so graphic. But Tom, I feel like you kind of, you, you I mean, the, your argument that it's needed, I get it, I and I understand. But you got to put yourself in 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 a, in a cla- in a basic viewer's shoes who doesn't read the comics, doesn't have any frame of reference. The show compared to this has been incredibly tame up to this episode. This episode was violent. It was it was dark it was aggressive it was mean it was it was negan killing a uh, killing a person then essentially like pissing on everybody else like there's there's an aggressiveness and a darkness to it that hasn't really been seen in this show and and that's negan style so they nailed it but regular audiences weren't ready for that i totally understand why people are going damn that was fucking harsh yeah it's it's understandable, and it's it is kind of going along the same trend of the Game of Thrones fans that are getting sick of uh, that extreme violence and graphic nature of the two shows. Like, is it is it there? There's, there is a reasonable question to be asked: Is it actually necessary, or is it shock value? And that's that's a reasonable question. Now, I I, I won't say that I'm asking that question, 
but it, it's reasonable to ask it um, for sure. But anyway, uh, it was a good episode, and uh, I have a feeling the season's only going to get better from there. For sure. Yeah, uh, I definitely have high hopes for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I get I get the frustrations people have. I mean, I share the frustrations that people have. Like, all right, come on, get show us to death already. Um, but I, I see the other side of it too. Like, to, you know, to Tom's argument, it it did probably in the end it did benefit the story that that they had that delay of getting into who died. The problem is they started off bad with the cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and. You, and, there, and I don't know that there's really a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it because I've heard both arguments. Sure, I've heard sure. you know what Tom says where it's needed, and I've heard what we've said where, come on, just get to it. They well, put themselves gonna... in a no-win situation. Yeah, you can go yeah. back to the argument of the cliffhanger. I mean, what's supposed to happen? Negan walk out and say, "Hey, is everybody pissing their pants?" And that's where it ends. Then people are going to be mad. Oh, well, no. we didn't know what happened with well, that. No, he Tom. Knows. Tom, the argument he is way, right. Right. No matter what happened, if they showed it or not, they'd be mad. But the the problem is, uh, the people that know the ending didn't need the cliffhanger. You know what I mean? But the payoff ended up being exactly what everyone expected. That's the problem. So why not just do it then and start with the reaction being where we start? Because there's still a lot of drama there. Still, still a lot of good storytelling. It it yeah. Anyway, it it doesn't matter. We're not the ones running the show. Um, so, all right, let's move on. Let's talk, uh, <laughs> uh, the DCEU. Um, and I laugh because nothing more polarizing than DCEU right now. Uh, more James Wan talking about Aquaman. This time he's talking about Aquaman and Mira as a relationship. And here is his quote. Um, is, is again, the relationship, it starts off initially with them not quite clicking with each other, but then as the story progresses, as they learn to try and work together, they get closer and closer. I think those stories are always such a great place for a filmmaker like myself to have fun with my actors. I think that dynamic will be really interesting between the two. Amber's character is super strong. She's powerful as well. You don't want to mess with her. I think Amber will bring that sense of strength, but at the same time, we also want someone who has a sort of feminine quality to her as well. She's a bit of a contrast to Momoa, who's more of a muscular machine, almost. Uh, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> Momoa, mm-hmm. Momoa is just a machine. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, he can stop talking about it. I'm in. Like, you know, and to, she's super. She's super hot too. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to sell me on Aquaman anymore. I'm in. <laughs> I agree with Tom. She is hot. <laughs> yes, she is, and sing, newly single. That's a that's a good looking woman. Um. All right, Marvel movie news. Uh, pretty much after the episode came out, and we talked about that teaser for Logan, uh, it was officially confirmed that that is X twenty three. Now we have official word that that is nice. X twenty three. So the speculating can cease. It is X twenty three. Also, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, has left Deadpool two over creative differences between himself and. Not the Mr. studio, Reynolds. not the studio like you'd expect, but Ryan Reynolds. Um, the The word is that he wanted a larger stylized budget or a larger budget to make more of a stylized comic book movie, and the writers and Ryan Reynolds wanted the same type of budget they had for the first film, so that it relies more on the comedy. Um, and also the casting choices of Cable are also rumored to be the reason. Uh, I guess the studio wanted the dude from Friday Night Lights. 
Mm-hmm. And he wanted somebody else, and Ryan Reynolds actually wanted somebody else, and they went with Ryan Reynolds to take back the uh, whatever, uh, whatever. I honestly don't care. Um, I think the movie's still gonna be good. I think more of it has to do with the writing. I mean, the the, the style of the film was great, and that's to Tim Miller, um, the first one. Uh, but what it sounds like is that he wanted more money to make it different, and I don't think that's necessary. Kind of, uh, and I think Ryan Ryan Ryan's absolutely right. I mean. Less was more in this one as far as big budget stuff. Right, right. The, the storyline mm-hmm. and the comedy was what made this, what made the, sh- the movie. And it seemed like they had a big enough budget. I mean, they did some great, crazy things with, with the money yeah. they had. I mean, they did, I don't know. I don't, it seemed like it was enough to me, but uh, yeah, so so that happened. Um, random movie news, uh, sad, to, for me at least, uh, the, the actor Michael Massey has passed away. Uh, you would know him from shows like 24, uh, Carnival, X-Files, Law & Order, Flash Forward. He was in two movies, Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, that you might know. And he was also, uh, most notably, which is sad, uh, known for playing a character in The Crow. And he's actually the actor who fired the mm. gun that killed Brandon Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that accidental death because the wrong gun was used. Uh, the wrong ammo. I'm sorry, the wrong ammo was used. Um, which is sad that he's had to live with that um, for that long. Oh, he's also, I'm sorry, he's been in episodes of Supernatural, too. Um, but, yeah. He Who had, hasn't been? Uh, me. Let's let's change that. <laughs> let's change that. Uh, but, yeah, just a sad day. He's he's He seemed like a good guy. Uh, he's a good actor, too. So, um, yeah. Michael Massey passed away. Um, all right, on to happier news. Um, I, I know one person here is very happy about this. The Incredibles 2 is going to come out on June 15th, 2018, instead of 2019. Yes! And then taking its place on the 2019 date is a movie I don't think needs to happen, but it will anyway. Toy Story 4. <laughs> I wish it wouldn't happen, because I loved the way they ended Toy Story 3 and ended that whole story. Like, I mm-hmm. thought that was that was fantastic, the way they ended it, but, you know, whatever. It's all about that money. Well, yeah, that and uh, I I guess I felt the same way at first, but then I kind of stopped and thought about it. And as far as the Toy Story franchise goes, Disney has only improved. Like every movie they make in the Toy Story franchise is better than the last one. So I guess, but I remember they they could have something going on here. I just remember that scene when she's playing with the toys and he's leaving. And I'm like thinking about my childhood and when I stopped playing with toys like that. You know, last year, and I stopped playing with them. It's just just made me sad. That yeah, was like last, I wonder if like, they're going to do that. that Sorry, was like last week, Dave. That was last week. Come on, yeah, go, yeah, go with the last year joke. You couldn't even take that joke. You guys suck. No. I, I last set, week, I set you up. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to go with that story that was abandoned. Uh, that was going to be the original Toy Story three, which is like Buzz Lightyear's get recalled. Oh. And then they have to go and save Buzz because he's been sent back to the manufacturer or something. Buzz, Buzz, And I think Buzz they wind Lightyear. up in Japan, you know, or China. So yeah. I, I think that'd be interesting. Maybe, I'm but... I'm down with that. I don't know. Cool they got, they're going to take the toys away from that little girl now? Who knows? I guess. <laughs> um, the better news, obviously, job, is that Incredibles is coming out. The... And two days after my birthday... No. So I, I could I, I have loved the Incredibles and I can't wait to see this one and more than anything I hope that they kind of progress the story. 
I hope that the story takes place in kind of real time. So all the characters have aged, Older, yeah. you know, within the last 15, 20. I don't remember when it came out, but yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm a, I was a big fan awesome. of the original, big fan of the original. So I'm with you. I, I, there's progression. 12 years old. It's been 12 years. It's 12? Yeah, it's 12. Years, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, like, I want to see Dash and Violet and Jack-Jack well, Jack, as teenagers. <laughs> yeah, Jack-Jack would be just about a teen, just over a teenager, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Dash would be, you know, graduating high school and college. <laughs> yeah. Violet would be, you know, in a professional already. So kind of taking uh, over for the, the parents, maybe? Yeah, I, I do kind of hope the story shifts. I mean, obviously, I want the yeah. whole family involved because that's what the well, first it movie could, was it about. Could be, sure. It could be a story of uh, the young ones have taken over while the parents are in retirement and something brings them out of retirement, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. As long as uh, – what's his name? Uh, who is Samuel L. Jackson's character? Uh, Frozo. Frozo, Frozo yeah. I couldn't think of it. Ah, All I kept, almost stuck in my head was Sub-Zero, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> That's not right. No, that's Mortal no, Kombat. No, that's <laughs> right. why I was like, I know it's not, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Frozone. Yeah, yeah. I, Frozone. Yeah, I remember my favorite one was really Jack my, Jack. my kids got a picture with Frozone at Disney. I, 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 I'm, I'm picturing them the whole time. Uh, the moments with Jack-Jack always crack me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yep. like, it's like the, the minions of that movie, like the, those scenes with Jack-Jack. And I don't know how they're going to replace Syndrome because uh, oh, yeah. I, I – I submit that he's one of the best villains Disney has ever come out with. He's a complex and layered villain. He's not just I'm evil for the sake of being evil. No, like, no. Like they, they made he, a whole backstory he's got for a him. History. Yeah, 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 he was a, he was amazing. One of my favorite parts of that movie is his story. Plus Jason like, Lee. Uh, oh, Jason Lee voices him like to perfection. Yeah, Jason Lee is a great actor who just does not get used enough. That my one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie is. Uh, when Mr. Incredible's locked up in that um, prison, you know, for his mm-hmm. for his strength, and uh, he grabs um, what's her name, Mirage, and that whole conversation about about Syndrome, like you know, telling him go ahead and kill her, I don't care, kind of mm-hmm. like that whole conversation that they have to me is super good. So I can't wait for it. Incredibles two, I'm, it's my one of my most anticipated movies of yeah. 2018. Yeah, should be fun. Um, what else? What else? Uh, George Lucas shockingly will not be involved in Indiana Jones five. I don't even know why this is a story, but, uh, George Lucas, since he sold Lucas films to Disney is not involved with Indiana, Indiana Jones five. So hot off the presses, breaking news. George Lucas is not involved with Lucas films. Shocker. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but what is news is they're hoping for an October, 2017 production start. So a year, a year from now, mm. they have that long to get a script together. And writer David Kep, K O E P P, is uh, the one in charge there of the script. All right, J uh, J Abrams. He is the man responsible for, or he produced Cloverfield, and he produced Ten Cloverfield Lane. He's also producing a film called God Particle, which is going to be the next film in the Cloverford Clover, Cloverford. Cloverfield universe. Uh, he's hoping to release a new film in the shared Cloverfield universe every year, which is cool to me because they do a good job of keeping it under wraps and making it thrilling. Uh, but this movie uh, is about a team of astronauts who make a shocking discovery and end up fighting for survival in an altered reality. So, oh, hell yeah. I'm on board. So sounds cool. I mean, like I say, all those, both those Cloverfield movies I've enjoyed. So, 
We'll see where it goes. And finally, the big news of the week. Casting news for the Han Solo film. Donald Glover has been cast to play Lando Calrissian. Yay! I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for yeah. it. When it was the rumor, I was all for it. And now I'm even more all for it. Um, I understand the trepidation people have towards this movie. Like they don't need, they think they don't need to see it. I get it. Uh, I don't care what you think because <laughs> more Star Wars, yeah. more Star Wars is good for me. And if it ends up being a bad movie, who cares? Exactly. Um, yeah. They asked, especially uh, if they plan on doing as many solo movies as, as they've said. Well, one every other I, year. Yeah. I would say as long as they do a Ben Kenobi movie, I'm I'm fine with whatever other movies they want to do. I agree. I don't care about a Han Solo movie. Right. Donald Glover playing Lando does kind of pique my interest a little bit more. An Obi-Wan movie with McGregor? No, I cannot wait to see Alec Guinness in that movie. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Oh, man. Well, McGregor said he wants to come back. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. uh, Yeah, I read he wants to do a two-part movie. Would it be like about his time on Tatooine? Uh, I don't know. Because that's I think really it be. that's really all I, we haven't I, seen. Yeah, I think it should take place between um, you know his exile in Revenge of the Sith and uh, his revival, I guess. In I think a I th- New Hope. I think if he gets a movie, it leads, and we don't, you know, and we hear about him getting that movie before Episode Eight. It's going to lead more people to think that Ray is as a Kenobi. You know what I mean? I think it's already been confirmed that she's a Kenobi. It has not. It has not no, been confirmed. No, it hasn't. No. <laughs> it, the only thing she confirmed so far is that she, she's not she's not related to Jenner, so that's been confirmed. Which that she's not related to Jenner, so yeah, from Rogue One. Okay, all right. Um, they talked to Aiden. Oh, I'm sorry, Alden Ehrenreich. I think that's how you say the guy's name. Who's going to play young Han Solo? About his audition, mm-hmm. he said, I had an audition process that went on for a long time, and I got to spend a lot of time with the guys who are directing the film. Um, I think the, the the dudes from Lego Movie are directing this one, right? Phil Lord and, or Phil... Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah, yeah. Um, getting, uh, the same guys are doing The Flash, right? Is that right? Uh, they I write? think they dropped they, it. That, yeah, they're not doing it anymore. Isn't it Seth, Seth something? Maybe or they wrote drop it. Out too? No, they, I think they wrote it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the dude that did Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is the one doing Flash, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. We'll have to look that up sometime. We're all wrong, and you're probably screaming at your, your radios right now saying, you guys are idiots, I can host a better podcast. And I to that, I say, you should try. It's fun. And yeah, to that, it. I say, get a, get, get a new uh, form of multimedia if you're screaming at your radio. Well, mm-hmm. the radio in the car. Maybe they're playing their iPods uh-huh. in the car. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was Phil, Phil Lord and Chris Miller did the story treatment. And then uh, Seth Graham Smith is the director. I was right. Yes. Anyway, uh, getting to be around them, the directors, uh, and being around the world a little oh. bit. Nope. Rick Famuyiwa. That's whatever. It. Yeah. That the guy. Seth. Yeah, that guy. Um, all right. Getting to be around them, and being around the world a little bit, has been the main experience so far. I did my audition on the Millennium Falcon for one of my screen tests, which is pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Donald Glover, his parents' reaction, his dad was like, aw. <laughs> These are a direct quote from him. Uh, my mom was in the back. She was like, don't mess it up. Don't mess this up. Because Billy D, <laughs> <laughs> he says, because Billy D, that's that's like hers. <laughs> so uh, I, I love that. Don't mess it up. 
Uh, that's fantastic. And he admitted because you, you can't mess up a Colt forty five. <laughs> he admitted that Lando was the first toy he ever owned. That's also very cool. Um, he said uh, about getting casted cast in this it being really crazy he says i don't know i'm very honored it's a very big deal this was on the ellen generous show and ellen said you say it's crazy i love this quote because it's kind of inspiring you say it's crazy but you kind of put it out there that you want to be in star wars you put it out there that you want to be in spider-man and both of those things happened <laughs> huh uh, yeah you know you gotta put it out there to get what you want and the last bit that I have is before we started this little podcast episode tonight, I got a chance to play Batman Telltale Games episode three or trace. And it was awesome and sexy. I say that because Batman and Catwoman getting it on. Oh, they're banging. And if you've ever played the game Heavy Rain, where you actually control the guy as he has sex with the woman. Like you have to push the buttons to get him to take her clothes off. It's mm-hmm. similar to that. Um, nice. So it's like you're banging Catwoman until they leave to go in the other room. But yeah, you get wait till you get the VR version. It's pretty steamy. <laughs> they, uh, you could tell it was pulled from the new 52 Catwoman book where they actually have sex in the first two books. Um, it was like almost directly because she's got the same color bra on and everything. Hmm. Uh, but no, all the rest of the stuff, I love the story they're telling. Um, I, I don't want to give away spoilers for anybody else. I already t- told you one that if you play it right, you're going to, you're going to, uh, me and 84% of the rest of the people that played that episode had chose to have sex with her. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that yeah, much of a landslide, but yeah, I don't see how you say no to that, man. I mean, hmm. she's looking good, even animated. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I like where they're going with it. The end of that episode turned out to be pretty shocking. And the uh, the next time on, in the game was, was pretty cool as to where Bruce starts in the in the game. It uh, should be interesting to see where it goes. I'm enjoying it. It's only episode three. There's two more to go. So we'll see. I actually started the Michonne Walking Dead side story that takes place in the comic books uh, during the time that she's not with the group in the comic books, which, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, may happen on the show. Oh, okay. At some point, cool. she leaves the group because she's dealing. It may or may not because they changed a lot of things. She's not with Rick in the books, so um, uh, they may change a lot of that stuff. But uh, that's been cool too so far. So, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, anything you guys do? Anything cool this week that you want to share before we go? Um, Tom, I got nothing. Anything Halloween related going on this weekend? You guys going to haunted houses or? I don't do we're that. uh we're gonna have my girlfriend's nephew over and we're gonna take uh the kids to some um Lego Lego Halloween event. Um Brick or Treat is what it's called at, at the Lego Land. So is Randy, okay. is Randy coming with you? No, no, I don't he doesn't know yet, because um, we didn't talk tonight. So he's gonna be real jealous when he finds out. Interesting. And that's it? That's all like <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm I think I'm going to get uh Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. I'm what excited are, for that. Is that a game? Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, cool. So, I'm excited to I'm excited to play that. I like Dragon Ball. So, super pumped. Awesome sauce. I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. 
All right, Tom. No, no, nothing cool going on this weekend. No Halloween fights. Tom, nope. Just playing in the tournament this weekend. That's it. Cool. Ah, that's fun. Sweet. That's fun too. Oh wait, I got something. Oh, um, oh no. Oh, never mind. What? You said, "Oh no!" I thought you meant. No, 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 no. I want you. I want you to say it. Go. Oh, you want me to go ahead and say it? Yes, please. Nah. Oh, what a jerk. <laughs> All right, so that's it. We're good. All right. Oh, that's it. This guy. No. This guy. What are you, are you in a hurry? Oh, you know what I did see? I didn't get to pick up the issue, but the newest to the Flash. The cover looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's that um, the Flash of Two Worlds, but with both Wallies. Both Wallies going to save Barry. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty cool. So, yeah. Uh, yep. All right. That's our show this week. Johnny, if mm-hmm. maybe there's like one or two people out there who don't know, could you tell them about your podcast, please? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, my buddy Randy and I do uh, Just Two Pals, and we talk about a lot of uh, nerd and geek-related stuff. And um, we did an uh, episode just recently about, what did we talk about? We talked about some stuff. I don't remember what it was. Cartoons? Um, Yep, cartoons. That's the one. Thank you. You bet. Was it it things and such? Yeah, yeah. It was was a lot of things. Stuff and things. And junk. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're on the Atomic Kingdom website, and we're on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Satchel Player. You can hit us up on Twitter at Just2Pals, or you can hit me up personally at Johnny Wellens. And I think that's... It. I think that's it, Dave. What uh, what would you recommend for those that are, you know, my throat is a little dry right now, and I'm feeling like, what do you call it, thirsty? What would you recommend to those folks that might have the same feeling? Uh, chloroseptic and water. Wow, not where I was expecting you to go with that. Oh, you oh you had preconceived expectations. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of expecting another just do pals moment. You're feeling slighted, is what you're saying. I am fine. Well, you know what I do whenever I feel slighted, Dave? <laughs> I just crack open another Mountain Dew Voltage, and that really perks my spirits up. And hey, look, if you're a guy like me, and you like to drink beverages, then why not get a Mountain Dew Voltage and make that the beverage that you drink? Hashtag just do pals. There it is. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Tom, you are a host of another podcast on the Atomic Geekdom Network. Tell the fine folks about about it. I am. I am a host of uh, Ringside Geeks, along with my good friend Dave and our good friend Monroe. Uh, we're going to get together and talk about everything wrestling related. And we uh, always share our views, which are never management's views, but <laughs> ours are better. Ours are better. Let's get let, come on. Be honest with it. Yeah, we're, you'd rather uh, you'd rather yeah, you'd probably yeah. rather watch our show than their show. Let's right. be honest. We'll, we'll book That's it right. better. We'll book it better is what we like to say. Always, uh, always. This this that next episode we're gonna wrap up Hell in a Cell, which is this coming Sunday, and uh, mm-hmm. a little, little added bonus. We're gonna each pick our own finisher moves. If we were wrestlers, Ooh. which finisher? Ooh. Which finisher? And maybe maybe what entrance music would we have? I don't know. We might oh. say that. For, another episode but yeah we're gonna wrap up hell in a cell which is gonna be crazy and i imagine uh full of high spots and bumps and stuff so yeah you can find ringside geeks on twitter at ringside geeks 
do us a favor, give us a follow, give us uh give us a listen. Uh, thank- give them a like too. Give them a like and give them a, a review. Thank those you. reviews help. They do. Uh, as I'm about to tell y'all, thanks for listening to the Atomic Geekdom podcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Atomic Geekdom. Pretty easy. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Atomic Geekdom. Subscribe there. Like uh, some of the videos you see there. That'd be great. If you liked what you heard tonight, please give us a review on iTunes, as Johnny said. It just takes a couple minutes, and it helps us to gain more listeners, helps us to rise on the the, 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 the rankings there and people can find us that way and our conversations will get bigger and better and you guys will be more involved it'll be more interactive and it'll, that'll be great it'll be great um, yeah you can find our show along with Two Broke Geeks and Johnny's aforementioned Just Two Pals and Tom's aforementioned Ringside Geeks on com on iTunes on Google Play like Johnny said and the Satchel Player I just like saying Satchel Player Satchel it's fun to say. Uh, this episode was produced by Matthew J. Bates II on Twitter. He is <laughs> at Cthulhu Collect. Give him a follow, and we give you a big thumbs up, Matt. Matthew, uh, thanks again for being our one of our patrons. You can also become a patron. Go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash Tom and Keekdom, and uh, donate to the show if you feel so inclined. If not, like I said, the best thing you can do for us is tell your friends. If you enjoyed our show, spread the word. And that is it for this week. Uh, we will see you next week. The next episode on Wednesday will be uh, Doctor Strange 101. So. Ooh. Upside down. And with that, the ghost that joined us all October is leaving because this is the last October episode. Say goodbye, ghost. Bye.